listen up and watch if you're able to a podcast called the reach around table sounds like a sex move but i swear it's not i wrote it down never heard it out loud we got brian reacher and his friend chris reacher it's a reach around table reacher 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 reach around table well, hello to all all you fellow Reacher heads. It's me, Chris Reacher, and I'm here. This is the first official episode. There was, of course, the intro episode, which was uh, fucking bullshit, and nobody respects it as an episode or treats it as an episode, and they're right to not. This is the official start of the podcast. I'm joined by my brother, Brian Reacher. Hi, Brian. How are you? It was a 45-minute trailer, for, or maybe an hour trailer, for what is to come, which is... Yeah. A Reacher podcast, a podcast recapping Reacher. And and that's what we're in right now. And now, so now we're we're into official, we're into the territory of the official podcast. At this point now, if you say, you know, I don't like this, I think this is bad, that's fine. And at that point, we have to look at ourselves. But if you looked at the, listen to the first episode or watch the first episode and you said, I don't like this, this isn't good. That's probably on you, and that's not our fault because it's not even a real episode. Brian, how are you though? How you been? When was a when did you uh, did you do a rewatch on this episode? So yesterday at the gym, I jumped on the elliptical. I said I'm gonna fucking do an hour on the elliptical today. This is gonna be the big day for me. One hour yeah. on that. And damn is that thing. and just to be clear, what what is how much do you usually do on the elliptical? Thirty minutes. Okay. And then forty five minutes for a few days, and now I'm at an hour. So I'm like, I'm going to do an hour on the elliptical, and then 20 minutes in, I decided, oh, I could watch Reacher while I'm on the elliptical. I see. So I turned it on and uh, watched the first 45 minutes and then went to take a note. And, and, and you know, I go, uh, hey, Siri, uh, take a note. And mm-hmm. it's like, what do you want the note to be? Yeah. And uh, I go, like, in an investigation details matter and then the note came up on the screen and it said investigation matt and i said well i guess i'm not taking notes yeah and uh waited until i was done and wrote down everything i remembered and that's quite interesting and sort of almost like alanis morissette might say that's isn't that ironic that you're talking about how details matter and then the note got the details of the message wrong Yes, yes. It was very uh, stupid, yeah. and uh, I hate Siri. Mm-hmm. I I think it, it sucks, and it is not helpful for sending texts, and it's not helpful for taking notes, and uh, I'm really mad at the Apple Corporation today. But I've had you, a real but, bad day with Apple. But you watched the episode is the main thing. You watched it yesterday, so it's fresh, fresh in your mind. Yeah, I, well, I watched 40 minutes of it at the gym and then 10 minutes of it in bed next to my wife. Ha- she hasn't seen any of it. Hmm. Well, and that's she was of, like, well, this is that's weird. Kind of, that's kind of weird. Now, interesting that she said that's kind of weird because me, I hear your wife's never seen any of it. Now she has access to it, right? Yeah, we we share our uh, we share all of our streaming accounts. <laughs> and yet and she's and yet she's never sort of seen the image and thought, ooh, that kind of is intriguing. And okay, well, hey, I'm not gonna I don't want to get in involved in your relationship and your marriage and everything like that. But I would think that y- your wife should be watching the show Reacher. She's not curious about Jack Reacher, and you know it's really <laughs> the name that is a it's a weird thing because like for me. The name Jack Reacher. Yes. uh, Is it instant? I have to watch this. Yeah. Even with the first movie, it was like I was there on opening night with the first movie because I was like, Jack Reacher, that's a that's a fucking name. It's it's, it's uh, really a stupid name. It's really a dumb name. And it really but but there's something about it. You're right. It's like because there's a lot of dumb names and like really kind of basic stupid names or it's using like, you know, an action as the name. But there's something about Jack Reacher that is very, very intriguing. Um, should we should we dive into this very first episode? Should we get into it? I have a full recap. I just watched the episode for a second time moments ago. I, I, I literally just finished it. I just heard Jack Reacher utter that final phrase that he does at the end of the episode, basically setting the, the stage for the whole episode. Um, now, Brian, do you have... 
your uh, Golden Gun uh, Award ready, which is the best scene. I'm just reading it here. And your Golden Fist Award ready for best line, as well as your Golden Muscle Award for episode MVP. Do you have those things? I do. I, I, I will have those. You will also have to remind me of each one of those things at the end of the episode. Too. Okay. Or are we doing that at the beginning? I don't really know yet. So Okay, so I was going to say, you said you will have them. Leads me to believe that you did not... <laughs> You did not come up with them before. <laughs> You're going to possibly. No, I did. Oh, you did. Maybe. I mean, you know, I really what I had been thinking about was like, I'm going to go look at the text chain that me and Chris had mm -hmm. to see what I'm supposed to remember. But in my mind, I was like, well, you know, I know I got to do best scene. I know I got to do best line. So I have both of those things. Okay. Okay. For well, hey, sure. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, let's pop into it. Um, basically, the show starts with a a dark scene somebody running away um, and getting shot uh, and then somebody wearing a bunch of white clothes looks like almost like a scientist would wear you know like what, what kind of clothes would you describe those as like like um like scrubs or something right yeah it looked like they they were dealing with somebody with covid 19. well <laughs> Yes. novel coronavirus <laughs> yes definitely um and and then you notice this person shoots someone and then starts beating them up which is very key they start beating up the dead body which is a really fucked up thing to do and it basically says like oh this shows that this guy's a psycho it, it's also it's like psycho behavior that i'm not even familiar with that level of psychotic behavior because like that seems and it also seems like a really bad idea, right? Because it seems like you could leave, um, you know, your boot or whatever. You could leave evidence. You know, you're sticking around longer than you have to. It just seems like a really stupid and bad decision to make. But uh, the cops think it's indicative of someone who's psychotic, which I guess is true. Right. I mean, that's a psycho move. Well, I think that it well, no, I don't know about that because I don't think it's a psycho move. OK, but I mean, later on, it will be explained why that happened. Yes. And then you're like, oh, that's not very psycho. I mean, that's that's just the way they do it. It's not explained in a way that I understand. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if I was a criminal now, if I was a criminal now, I, w I would probably do the same thing. Really? I see. The Throw, and, seems... and, and, and we don't want to spoil, but I understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. There's more explanation given for it in the future. But it's interesting because Reacher himself says you're dealing with someone who's a psychotic person. So it's almost like Reacher's usually not wrong about stuff, and yet he sort of does a little bit get that one wrong. Regardless, uh, we see that scene, and then we see Reacher pull up on a bus. No bus stop there, by the way. He's just dropped off in the middle on the middle of a highway nothing there clearly not a space that you're supposed to be dropped off um but reacher doesn't exactly play by the rules and he basically um he needs other people to not play by the rules either um and so it's not surprising that he would get special treatment he then walks into town pulls up into a diner sits down and decides he's going to have some of that wonderful peach pie have you ever had peach pie before brian i don't like pie very much chris i mean I would eat peach pie, mm -hmm. but I'm more of a peach cobbler guy when I'm down there in, in, in Georgia. I, I like see. the peach cobbler. Now, what's peach cobbler is uh, like, I mean, I kind of like know what it is, but I don't know exactly what it is. Like, I've seen it before. I don't think I've ever had it. Uh, I live in Canada, of course. And we don't ha necessarily have things like peach cobbler up here. Um, so what is it? What What's in there? I don't I don't know how to explain it to you. It's like the inside of a peach pie, but with oats and brown sugar and stuff sprinkled on top. So you get this like kind of crunchy thing. Then you just drop some apple, some apple. You drop some ice cream on top of it and boom, you got your that's a really good treat. OK, there. that does sound I can't, quite, I, that sounds good. That sounds really good to me. But I'll tell you what, though. I think I would prefer a peach pie because I love the pie crust. The pie crust is the MVP of the pie for me in most cases. And so giving up that crust would be a non-starter for me. So I think I would go with peach pie. Now, Reacher is very excited to have this peach pie. It's the best around. I believe does, does the I think that the server says it in that moment um, that this is the best in the county or whatever in the whole state possibly. And he's really excited, but then the unthinkable happens. Reacher gets arrested. 
These motherfuckers come in with their fucking guns out. Fucking, he's not even armed, by the way. And they draw guns on him, almost like they know that we're dealing with a fucking, a guy who's who's a serious dude here. And they say, hey, you know, you're under arrest for murder. <laughs> Can you imagine that? The guy just pulls up into town and now he's under arrest for murder. That's actually fucked up. He can't even eat the pie. He doesn't even get to well, eat the pie. Here, here's the thing about that, that that bugged me a little bit is that Reacher. I mean, I am not as strong or as big as Reacher, but no, I could have no, no, ate no, that whole on. pie. Hang on, a, hang on a second. Now, hang on a second. And if you're watching visually, then you can see that he's Brian selling himself short a little bit. Is out of the two of us. If there's one guy who's more like Reacher, it's definitely Brian. But yeah, I guess <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. You're not you're not a giant like he is. But sorry, you, I cut you off there. What what were you saying about the pie? I could have wrecked that pie before the cops even got in there. I didn't like how slow he ate the pie. I see. Really was was a real issue with me. He didn't get a basically he didn't get a bite of the pie. Mm -hmm. That's on him. That's yeah. not. And I hate to stick up for the police. But him not getting a bite out of the pie is on him for sure. He had ample time to, he had ample time to have a bite of that pie, you know. He he, he definitely was seated for quite. Even when he saw them pulling up, even when he sees them pulling up in the car, and then he thinks to himself because he's been there before. He knows, hey, cops are pulling up. I'm probably involved in some way. I'm in some small town. They're probably coming for me. And yet, even then, he looks down and he does not take a bite of the pie. So that is a good point. Yeah, I think he slow, yeah. just a slow eater. And and here's the thing: all you hear about is how these these military people eat have to eat fast when they're in the military. He was in the military. Yeah, could have he could have down that pie. It's and unrealistic. He could have probably grabbed it and just one and just shoved it into his mouth and just eaten the whole thing and like sort of inhaled it as they were pulling into the diner. Agreed. Um, it would have been nice for him too because then. Like he didn't have to go to jail on an empty, empty stomach, stomach, which yeah. I assume they weren't they weren't feeding him. I didn't see him eat in jail. In lockup, in lockup, he did eat. He did eat in lockup. He had a, a sandwich, a peanut butter sandwich, at one point when he got put back upstairs into lockup. But that was later on when he went into full on lockup, not when he was actually just getting interrogated and stuff. And he was there for a full day. And you're right, I don't think they're really feeding him because the people that brings us to to the next part of it. He goes to the police station and they are hostile to him. I mean, they are, he's an outsider, basically. Eh? He's getting that attitude, hey, who the hell are you rolling into our town? And all of a sudden there's murders, which, again, and I don't want to, uh, I do not want to defend the cops, and we will not do it anymore, but you can understand <laughs> where they're coming from. This big giant guy who comes into town, walks into town with nothing at all, and then all of a sudden all these people start turning up dead. In a very small town. So I can understand why he why they would suspect him. They don't obviously have any, um, you know, they, they, there's no there's no actual evidence, but I can understand why they suspected him. But they're very hostile to him when, when he comes in um, to the police station, except for one person. And do you want do you want to say who that person is who is kind of nice? Brian, did you do you remember that part while you're on the elliptical? Uh, Roscoe. Roscoe. The 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 pretty hot woman I actually thought she was a different woman for the first time i watched it so learning that she is a uh uh learning that she's a different woman from who i originally i thought she was the woman from ozark she's not oh, she's a different woman and so it's a woman I, so t a lot of people are getting confused right now they're saying roscoe hang on a second that ain't a that is not a traditionally a female name well guess what things are not normal in the world of reacher and you just got to get used to things like that uh, reacher points it out he does say to her hey i've never met uh somebody named roscoe he assumes at first that it's her last name right which again is yes. a fair assumption he thinks her name is officer roscoe but basically she um steps in and says hey you know, you got to be a little bit more respectful to this guy. You know, I'll, I'll bring him in. I'll, I'll process him. Uh, and then they talk about locking him up without giving him any of his rights or anything like that. And then our other main character, Finley. Finley? Is that is it Finley? Finley. 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 F 
Fin F I N. I write it down F I N L E Y, and then never looked it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Finley, not Finlay. Yeah, it's it's it is spelled the other way, I think, but it's Finley. It's safe to say, and he's. He's a hotshot detective, Harvard-educated, and I'll tell you what, Reacher picks him out in a second. Reacher's got him all fucking figured out. Um, But he's sort of a pretty boy, has a similar story to Reacher in the sense that he's an outsider, and this small-town sheriff's department doesn't much like him. Um, He's also black, um, which probably, I mean, it's not really uh, touched upon too much, but I would assume that possibly he seems to be one of the only black people There's only a few of them in the town. So there seems to be some sort of animosity. I mean, the the police officers are not explicitly, I think, shown to be racist, but they seem like racist guys. That's safe to say, right? (laughs) You you goddamn leftists will attack anybody that's a police officer on site. This guy could be they, they could wait. I'm sorry about that. I messed that up. You, you liberals and leftists will eat. Fuck. Sorry, Chris. I'm really beat up right now. So uh, uh, you liberals and leftists will accuse everybody of racism. Nobody said anything about Finley's race or color in that whole place. So no, I, just- I, 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 you, you're right. You're right. I agree, and that's why I said, but. If you see these guys and you're telling me Mayor Teal, this guy Mayor Teal is not a racist guy. Take a look at these guys and tell me they're not racist guys. I'm I, Listen, I'm prejudging them. I am doing that. I do believe they are racist. Uh, regardless, uh, he sits down with Reacher and has a discussion and basically interrogates him. And that's the first time we get to hear Reacher speak. Um, when he says, you know, I don't need a lawyer because I didn't kill anybody. Um, and uh, I have a little bit of a clip. Let's let's play. This is uh, the police station scene. So this is Reacher uh, interacting with Finley for the first time. Um, oh, I just realized I'm not sharing it with you, am I? That's why, that's why the um, layout was different because I'm not sharing this with you and I was sharing it with you before, which changed it. So it's going to change it now. Huh? What I mean, should... I just fucked up like four times trying to say one sentence that was barely a joke. Yeah. So, uh, everything's, everything's fair game right now. Well, I think Whatever I'm you ju- got to do. I'm just, de- I'm just sort of, um, I'm just deciding. Okay. When I do this, let's see, I'm going to share this with you. See now oh. it's gonna now now it switches it to that. That's the problem. So let's see here. Like if, let's see can here you if we can. that motherfucker. Now it's now you're see you're you're not on the screen anymore. You're no longer uh, visually on my screen. So that's what that's what the problem is. Um, is that a problem? I mean, it is a problem because we want the video. We want your video on there. So if you just give me one second, I think I can probably fix it. Um, and I could, I can just edit all of this out too. Um, but don't edit out the three times I tried to say the same thing earlier. Don't no, edit no. that out. No, I you won't keep do that. that all in. I won't do. Yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I think that we were trying different things. We were smoking funny okay, can, things. Can you still? Can you watch still? Are you? Do you still see it? I see, uh, yeah, I can see your, it's, I basically can see your, your okay. Chrome. Okay, well then there. we're good. So you can, you, you're seeing this police station scene. So let me know if it plays for you. Your parents deceased. One brother Joe owed about two yes. years. Okay, it, it is, is playing. Okay, perfect. So this is the scene uh, where Finlay is talking to Reacher and he sort of starts to realize in this moment here that, oh, this guy's actually super smart and actually way smarter than me and actually knows a lot more about investigating stuff than I do and I should probably just sit down, you know? There's yeah. The entire army commanded the 110th Special Investigations Unit of the military police. Took out a few men in the course of your duties. All rude good girls. What a- Isn't that a great detail, too, that they throw in there? You took out some men in duty in your in your duty, but it, they were all ruled as good kills, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't want to be thinking this guy ever killed anybody that didn't deserve. Well, it's interesting, though. For moments in the in the episode, you sort of maybe do later on in this episode when Kleiner Jr. comes up and starts talking about the incident in Baghdad. We'll get to that later. I'll tell you what, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you all who are watching right now, Reacher Innocent. Okay, so they make these claims about Reacher. It is explained. Reacher explains himself. And let me tell you, the idea that a U.S. military person would kill a civilian in Baghdad and do anything untoward is so far-fetched anyway that it's like, come on. All right, let's keep watching this scene. What if I'm thinking I'm sitting across from a man who doesn't mind killing and who has the knowledge and training to murder someone and cover it up? Fair enough. You'd be right. But not this murder. Three men dropped this body. Lighten me. Shooter was someone who knows firearms well. Bullets were small caliber, 9mm, 95 grain. That's subsonic. A silencer was used. He also knew enough to pick up his brass. This wasn't a first-timer. This was someone who knew how to conduct a quiet, effective kill. Okay, go By on. using a silencer. also looking for a psycho who'd beat up a body post-mortem. Someone completely unhinged. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Only the absolute smartest killers in the world know to use a silencer and to pick up their shells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly yeah. not, not it, certainly not anybody who's ever watched the show Reacher. <laughs> you know, I, I would also say that the the kicking the body afterwards mm-hmm. probably not that loud because the body the person isn't going to yell or anything like that yeah. the sound of a foot kicking somebody isn't a noisy situation no. probably about the same level as shooting somebody with a silencer yes <laughs> yeah okay let's let's watch a bit more totally different profile from your professional shooter something wrong oh no he noticed that the glass was for anyone who's just listening. He noticed the glass was shaking just like Jurassic Park on the desk. And Reacher said, is something wrong? Knowingly, he said that to him. He said there were three. Your psycho isn't suddenly going to be rational enough to know he has to hide the body. And your meticulous shooter isn't going to do a sloppy job with roadside cardboard. Though the third guy's so worried about getting out of there, he grabs some nearby debris and just lays it across the corpse. You said the victim was big, so most likely his feet were sticking out. And that's how he got spotted. Tall people never have enough room for their feet. Interesting Aww. theory. And that, he, that part was kind of cute when he said that in a little way. He's like, tall people never have room for their feet. He's explaining like, that, hey, listen, I deal with this shit all the time being a tall guy. And by the way, I do feel like it's sort of interesting. He's he's obviously very big. There's no doubt about it. He's a big, muscular guy. But they talk to him like he is a outerworldly, freakishly large person. Like nobody, like he goes to the jail and they're like, obviously we don't have anything that fits you. Yes, yes. Like, I mean, he's 6'4". 240. 240. That is big as hell. But, but you don't think big guys go to jail? Like do do big, they don't get big, huge, massive, scary dudes in jail? Like like he's the biggest guy that's ever been to prison? There, Like it just, I, I, I understand he's big. They treat him like he's seven foot five and 480 pounds of all muscle. That's how he's talked about, which I don't mind. I, I kind of like it, you know, but yeah. I've also seen in the past with, because they come up with a handcuff situation situation in his show too where they're like uh we didn't have big enough handcuffs Mm -hmm. because they're gonna do like a little parlor trick later on which i love yeah um but they're like we didn't have big enough handcuffs and i was like what about when people hook two pairs of handcuffs together and then around each arm yeah for a fat guy they do that sometimes i've seen it happen yeah it's a pretty standard maneuver to use when the and again I just I don't think he's he's too big to put handcuffs on. I I do not think that his wrists are too big to put handcuffs on. I just don't think that that's the case. I don't think he falls into that category of largeness, but I think it's kind of the character is meant to be like larger than life. And so it's sort of sort of um, important to to focus in on that. Um, Okay, I, I have here. Uh, that this is where we learn about blind Blake as well. So that's his yes. whole reason for being in this town. And the reason is, again, it's not because it's where blind Blake was born, by the way. It's because it's where he died. That's weird. And that's it's a, weird. And, and, and rumored to have died there. Not even definitely. 
And I haven't, uh, I said this last week, I'm watching this week by week, but I have seen the first five episodes once already. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like blind Blake, uh, the, 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 the way this works out is like, he's at a place blind Blake is mentioned at a bar and then he gets on a bus and goes to the place that blind Blake died and fine. He's a hobo. Yeah. He says that he goes wherever he wants to go. But at the end of this episode, there gets to a point where it's like, oh, I'm going to need a lot of explanation here. A lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mo is definitely, and I'll tell you what, I will say as someone who's watched the whole episode, uh, the whole series and knows everything and knows a lot of stuff that Brian doesn't know, and Brian's basically as ignorant as they come as in terms of the, the series in my mind, because I've seen it all and I know all of it, I can say that they do touch on it further along in the series, definitely, um, and it's given a little bit more explanation. But I'll tell you what as well, Brian, much like the other thing you described, the explanation is not necessarily going to be good or make you happy or make you feel fulfilled. <laughs> okay. Blind Blake's real, by the way. Just letting everybody know. Okay. Uh, he's actually a real guy. Uh, do not see uh, the song. I can't remember what the song is. Is it Policeman Blues? Or I Police forget. Dog Blues. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm seeing Blind Blake. He's a pretty cool looking dude. So he died in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, though. What, or did he? And that's the question that uh, our friend <laughs> Reacher is trying to answer. Um, and the reason he keeps saying it to people, it, it just as you as you if you watch the episode, you know, he keeps blind Blake. That's the reason they keep, they want to know why are you here? What's with all these coincidences? He says blind Blake. That's the only reason. Um, there's also a little flashback here where it shows him and his brother getting into a fight and they talk about how they're always going to stick together. Um, and in the moment you think, what the fuck? I have no idea what the fuck that's all about. Um, he does also mention that it was his brother who told him about blind Blake, um, dying there perhaps. Um, next up, we meet a guy by the name of Paul. Paul. Do you know, do you know Paul? Is I, here's the thing with me. Mm hmm I am really bad at knowing guys' names in TV shows. So the only people I'm going to know is Roscoe, Finley, and Reacher. So Paul, Paul is the, his, whatever, I forget what his, they call him by his last name mostly. He's the financial guy. He's the guy who. I love him. Yeah. So he's a great character. Basically, his phone number was at the murder scene. So Finley goes and talks to him and says, hey. What's the deal here? Why was your phone number at the scene? He looks outside. He sees a black car with tinted windows. Fuck, man. You know right there. You look outside and see a black car with tinted windows. You're fucked. Your days are numbered. I mean, that's, that, is, that is universal for people who are up to no good. A fucking black, you know, luxury car with fully tinted windows. So he looks out, sees that, and then he turns to the cops and he just says, I did it. I that's, did the murders. I mean really dumb way to go about doing things in in this time like he seems like a guy who didn't live in margrave his whole life because it's like him saying i did it so that he can go to jail yeah when the jail has the people yes. that are working with the bad guy it's like what are you doing? And dude? also it's a small like, town. So if he did live there and everyone would know him and know what the, you know, like there'd just be too much. Nobody would believe that he did it. But I think he was acting irrationally in the moment because he was so fearful of that fucking black car with tinted windows. He knew he was fucking dead if he said anything. And so he tries to take the, the rap for it, basically. Um, so can I can I just say that I grew up in a very like just outside of Columbus in a place called uh, Groveport. Uh, when I was old enough, I moved downtown uh, 15 minutes away from Groveport, and uh, every single person in Groveport forgot about me immediately. <laughs> so I think this guy could have just left Margrave and not really had yeah. to do anything else. He was, he was going to be okay. Well, Brian, somebody who hasn't seen the whole series and who doesn't know about everything <laughs> might say something like that.
That's all. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, but you're. I mean, in in this moment, you're right. He's a small town guy who should just leave the town. He. That's what he. That's what he should do. He should leave and not say I did this murder and please send me to jail where all of the scariest people from this area, all of the worst criminals, are housed. <laughs> um, but that's yes. what he decides to do. Um, I do have on my notes here at some point. Um, Reacher, this is the parlor trick you're talking about where he removes the where he just takes off the zap straps, um, which I could do, too. By the way, that, I mean, he had like regular ass zip ties. That is not what the police use. Yeah, they use sort of a thicker zip tie. I could break zip ties like that in like a second, dude. Well, so easily. I mean, but you keep you keep say you're not like Reacher and then you keep saying things like this. They're like you have a <laughs> lot of Reacher tendencies. Um but he basically breaks them and he and he and he has a, a line in here that God, I'll tell you, it's it's in the running for me uh, for the Golden Fist Award for best line um, because they're they're asking him, oh, can we get these removed or whatever? And then he's holding them up in his hand and he just says, do you guys recycle? <laughs> yeah, my best line is coming up very soon. Oh, really? So OK, very. Exciting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep. Okay, so uh, basically at this point they tell him and you stop me. I mean. We'll go over the best line so at the end of it. So you don't have to stop me and say the best line, I don't think, while I'm doing it. Okay. You can if you want. Okay. Um, no, it's fine. Um, basically, well, I'm read it then. I have to read it when we get to the part because yes. it's the funniest thing in the world. Okay. So, so basically what happens next is uh, Finley decides he's going to send Reacher to lock up with this Paul guy. Um, and Reacher's all mad about it because he says, hey, I, I ain't guilty. And Finlay says, I don't care. You know, you're you're going, <laughs> I'm sending you there anyways. It seems to be that they want to protect this guy, kind of. And they are sort of sending Reacher there to protect this guy, which turns out was a good plan because he, he really, really um, needed protection in there, definitely. Um, and at this point, he also says... I'm to, hating Finley at this point. At this too, point, Finley is not my think. boy. I don't like him. I think he's anti-reacher, <laughs> and I hate anyone who's anti-reacher, definitely. He even says to him, you're six foot four, and Reacher says six five. By the way, he's actually six four. I looked it up. Um, not the character, but... The actor is six foot four, um, so it must have seemed it must have been kind of weird for the actor doing that when he's like, "I'm actually six five, knowing that he was the guy was right. Um, but he said to him, well, in an investigation, details matter exactly. Yes. And that's where that iconic line comes in where he explains to Finley in an investigation, details matter, and that will come up again. Um, but basically, uh, he gets sent off to um, lock up. So he goes to the jail on the bus. Um, Paul is very um, thankful to him and keeps trying to talk to him. And Reacher basically says, fucking leave me alone. Uh, you ruined my trip. I was just coming to see Blind Blake uh, info. And I don't need to hear any of this shit. <clears throat> he gets there. And they meet this guy, Officer Spivey. Ooh, what a, what a scumbag that guy is, eh? Do we hate him or what? I don't like Officer Spivey at all. No. Uh, and he he really hired like a great actor to be an Officer Spivey because yeah. he, he does lo he looks like a Spivey to me. Totally. He, sure. he looks like yeah. a, a real slimy scumbag, but also just a guy. He looks like a guy named Spivey. I, the, the the casting in this is really good, actually. I, I really think that um, that that all of the actors in their particular roles do a do a really good job. Um, a funny thing that happens. Well, at, oh. Go on. Well, the casting in the movies was roundly criticized. Yes. You know, like people were like, this casting's bullshit. So if you're going to make this damn TV show, you got to cast it correctly. Yeah. I think that's the main. I agree. Thing I agree. They, do. they, and was the cat, was it mostly Tom Cruise being cast that was yes. <laughs> so. I think, I think as we discussed in the intro, um, uh, Reacher is a big giant man in the books and Tom yes. Cruise is a very, very tiny little man. And so it was kind of funny. The idea, I had no idea when I watched it, that that was the case. So that was all I knew of it was, was Tom Cruise. Um, but, uh, basically 
they really went for the actual casting of Reacher this time. Like the way that he, the representation of him from the books, which I love. Um, also in this, in this scene, there's a great uh, back and forth uh, where Reacher refuses to strip. He refuses. He says, Hey, it's time for you to do a strip search, bend over. And Reacher says, uh, uh-uh, not going to happen. No. And he brings out all this. He knows, he knows the law better than police as well. Um, and he knows about, you know, um, his rights and he basically tells him this is unlawful. And the guy says, Hey, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to. And Reacher says, Hey man, you can go ahead and try to stick your finger in my asshole. If you think you can get away with it and knock it hurt. And the guy's like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to tick the box. And he just fucking lets yeah. Reacher go, which he he says the only thing up my ass right now is you. So if you think you can complete the strip search without getting seriously injured, go for it. And I'm like, that is fresh that he said. That. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. blanket strip search policies are uh, uh, unconstitutional. Now that I've learned that from this show, it's it's like something I learned from this show. And I'm sure it's something that a lot of the prison systems in the United States uh, follow. And I will, and I will say as well that his sort of rationale behind it is a little strange because he says, and I don't know, maybe he's right about it. Maybe this is accurate, but he says the only contraband involved in this crime was a gun of this size and that could never fit up my ass. So that means that you can't search me. I'm I'm not really sure about that, but bottom line is you got to trust Reacher on it. Um, So Reacher is then put into, he's meant to be put into a secure area. But of course, our fucking man Spivey is is fucking dirty as hell. Throws him into general population, um, and then boom! First thing that happens, this guy comes into their cell, and he's looking to fuck with our friend Paul. He's looking to fuck with them, and that's a scene that we have right here. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, definitely. Um, and this is Reacher defending his friend Paul. Oh. She pretty. Look, she got pretty little shoes on. Give them shoes, baby. Come on now. Why is Reacher you letting him do this? Yeah, it is kind of weird. You'll see in the scene and here in the scene that Reacher, while this is all happening, he's sitting on the top bunk, and they can presumably <laughs> see him as well. He's like in the – it's a very small cell, and it's kind of at head level. But they're all ignoring him as if they don't even see him, and they're just dealing with this guy in the corner. But this is kind of odd that he's letting this happen. But as you'll see, he has a line. I said give him to me. Okay, so he's giving him his shoes now. He says, good girl. He's emasculating him. Now he wants the glasses. See, this is where if I'm Reacher, I'm like, dude. Yeah. You know, cut it out. Like, why you let him take his glasses? Now he spit on his glasses on the ground and stomped him, broke him. Which that, that part was weird, too, because... Yeah, it's just one more thing I want from you. If you spit on the glass, like if you're gonna step on the glasses, what does spitting on them have to do with Not anything? Really like, sure. What are you gonna do? Like an added level of disrespect, perhaps. Um, now, for anyone who's just listening, he said, "There's one more thing I want from you," and he starts basically taking off his pants. He's like, "I'm gonna do a sexual assault on you in right now." <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. And now you see Reacher's feet. Look at this redwood motherfucker. Like you just walked in. To give you a choice. See, you're in my house, fatso, and you didn't ask permission. So you and your friends can leave now, or they can carry your fat ass out in a bucket. I love that. That that was what I was going to read. Now I'll count to three. Bitch. Do you know who you're talking to? One. Two. Oh, he headbutts him at two, which is unfair, but that is the way you have to fight somebody. And you notice, and, and we're going to watch another scene next where he's in a fight and he doesn't even wait till two. He said in the <laughs> next one, he says, I'm going to give you the count of three and he only counts to one. And then he starts fighting. So that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. People always like when I was growing up, kids would be like getting ready to get in a fight and they'd be like, throw the first punch, throw the first yeah. punch. And me and my friends like sort of hacked that system by throwing the first punch every time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's true. You owe us a pair of glasses. 
He's taking this guy's sunglasses. No, get this guy's not- wearing aviators in prison, which I think I mentioned in the intro, is a little bit odd. That I just I don't know that you really can get yourself aviator sunglasses in prison. Certainly nobody else is wearing them. Um, no. But yeah, Reacher Reacher decides they're his, and he wears them for the rest of his stay in prison. Get out of my cell. Which is interesting, because they didn't take glasses from Reacher. Is no. is the thing about this too, which makes Reacher come off like kind of a dick again i mean yeah reacher's like yo you owe us glasses and then he takes the glasses and also the other guy needs the glasses to see these are presumably not prescription glasses so it's not really a fair trade it just seems to me as if reacher wants those sunglasses and it's like yeah at that point you know your reacher you just showed how strong you are why don't you just tell him hey man give me your fucking glasses you know you don't have to make it seem like this is a fair trade in some way although i guess it is kind of an eye for an eye, but as you mentioned, it, the glasses should then go to our friend Paul. Um, He's bullying people in prison. He's kind of a bully in in this prison. I'll be honest. I think. I, we all love Reacher, obviously, but like if you knew Reacher in real life, like he's a dickhead. I mean, he is yeah. so disrespectful to people. He's so annoying the way he talks. Like you would you wouldn't want to like you I, I shouldn't say that. you would want to hang out with them because he's always getting up to the craziest shit and he'll protect you no matter what um but you would get annoyed sometimes i think probably he he, he punches down a lot well in my opinion. i mean that's because he's six foot four brian that's, <laughs> he doesn't have any choice that's all he can do is punch down um okay so um so basically uh he's in prison um, with these, with, uh, with this guy, Paul, who's really scared and following him around everywhere. Reacher notices out in the yard that these guys are something's up. These guys are, you know, he sees, he notices something. Sometimes that will happen where Reacher notices something and we don't notice it, but he's better at noticing things. So to you or I, it doesn't look like anything, but to him, he's like, that's something. And so he yes. notices and he decides I'm going to go to the showers now. Um, and he says, Hey, I'm going to go to the showers. And Paul says, Oh, I'm going to come with you. And he says, yeah, I figured, which is Jeez. again, just classic bully shit. Like, yeah, I figured you little wimp. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Punch it down again. He's always punching down. But this, this guy, this is one of the, a, a really, truly great fight scene here as, uh, as these gentlemen come into the shower and try to four of them, uh, come in and decide that, uh, they are going to, uh, try to take out Reacher, and then we'll see what happens. So he's this just washing so up cool. right now. He's washing the back of his neck, or he's putting some water on the back of his neck like he's sore. Oh, these guys, they come in here and they're like, get out, and everybody's so afraid of them. And they all they leave. Get out. They all leave naked, except, and sorry, there's five guys. I was wrong. Not four, but five. Details matter. In an investigation. Yep. Here we go, baby. This is this is my shit here. Coming you up. You boys knew what's about to happen to you. You leave now. It's fair enough. Guy has a so knife. He, he always three. gives him a warning too. Yep. One. He just whipped the guy's face with the uh, uh, towel, like when you whip somebody's butt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You whip the towel and you kind of. Oh, he's just bad. He just got, got straight up get gouged the guy's eye out in the fight. I mean, like, out too. Like stuck his thumb link. all the way into his eye socket in the middle of this fight. Yeah. I gotta say too, this is the scene where I said this is my favorite show ever made. Yeah. This is where I realized that this was a, a show that I really wanted to watch. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Oh, he took a couple punches there, but then he kneed the guy in the groin. Broke the guy's arm. Kicked him in the chest. Hit a football tackle up against the wall. And almost against like a sprinkler sticking out of the wall. Yeah, that could have been yesterday. It could crush that guy's leg. I love that. I love yeah, that. When he crushed the guy's leg, that was nice. A leg break. He does love to break bones. He loves to break bones. Uh, definitely. It um, reminds me that, uh, like, so I really dig Banshee, which is another TV show that's sort of, that's sort of like this. But the Banshee guy is like a martial arts guy, and he's like just a little more, uh, uh, he's got more finesse mm-hmm. in his fighting. 
Reacher is just a big, strong guy that does big, strong guy shit. Yeah. That, that's where Reacher gets the edge with me and Banshee because I like big, strong guys doing big, strong guy shit, just overpowering people. Like, he's, just, again, he's just smashing guys with his fist, like, not even throwing punches, just, like, 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 almost like a hammer fist, you know? Like, yeah, he's just, like, using his arm like a club, basically. And this fight is also the first, like, you see this fight and you're like, okay, that is as dangerous a situation as a person could be. Like, there are movies and TV shows where that would be the most dangerous position. And there was not even, when he was taking punches from that guy, it didn't even seem like he felt them or anything like that. Like, there was no suspense in that fight No, no, no. Yeah, totally. There's no, like, moment where he starts to lose control of the fight or lose control of the situation. Um, It's occasional, you know, I think just for... You know, they're like, hey, there's four or five guys here. He's obviously going to take a punch or two. So for realism, they threw it in there. But he was definitely never in danger uh, whatsoever. At this point, he's still in prison right now. um, But Roscoe tracks down his record in the military. And this is also one of the things I love about Reacher is the secondhand accounts of how wonderful he is. It's just they're so plentiful. There's so many of them. And she's just going through his record, just like, you know, the way that the Finley was like all good kills and like all that stuff. So it's, you know, he did this, he had purple heart and he, they, they even explained the situation, how he was like taking people out of a burning building and he inhaled a bunch of smoke, but he was back in active duty 32 hours later. And like, just the the best guy you could ever imagine. Uh, I do want to mention though, also just before that, uh, we get a little bit of a peek into Finley and the fact that he is indeed a wife guy. Finley is a wife guy. But lost his wife. That's the worst thing that can happen to a wife guy oh. is now I'm divorced. He's a divorced you know? guy, but he's clearly a wife guy. He's calling and saying, listen, please take me back, baby. Please take me back. He's leaving her a voicemail saying, please just call me back. You know, this guy is he's he's a wife guy who's lost his wife. And that is really sad. And it will come up again. In fact, it'll come up at the end of this episode. And I'll mention it. It's one of the meanest comments that Reacher makes in the entire fucking series. Um, Okay, so uh, um, I, I, I have on here that says Reacher decides to leave. Oh, that's right. So he makes the decision at that point that as soon as he gets out of prison, which he does, he gets let out um that he's gonna leave town he says i don't want anything to do with this and 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 me as a viewer i'm thinking no reacher don't leave reacher don't leave we need you to stick around for the for the series um but he decides uh uh, that hey this is it i'm out of here i'm gone um he also decides just before he leaves that he's gonna wander around town he meets the barber right yes who's very impressed with him too because he knows not one blind blake but two blues musicians yes so, and so that was a big very very impressive that this guy who is this big you know redwood motherfucker would even know something like that um so we get to meet him he's clearly he's a good character the the barber i you can see early on that hey we're meant to like this guy this guy is sort of a lovable type of a character um but what we see in that moment as he's sitting there is one of the least lovable characters as he's being explained um, by this, this barber, he says, Oh, there's a statue of this guy, Teal, who basically founded the town and his grandson or great grandson is the mayor, mayor Teal, who I mentioned earlier as being one of the very racist looking guys. And he is the most racist looking guy in the whole show. Oh, yeah, but maybe racist more than racist because he doesn't actually do any racism. And I don't want to get sued by Teal for for saying he's racist. He does not. Yeah, we don't want to get sued by the Teal Foundation. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't say anything racist in the show. Now, now, having said that, I sort of feel like maybe later on he does, but we'll wait till we get to that. But as far as I can recall, he doesn't say anything racist. He just 
looks and and speaks in a very racist voice. Um, but anyways, sure. so so he basically explains this guy Teal um, has this relationship with this guy Kleiner who runs this factory and basically employs the whole town and pumps money into the city. Um, and as they as they're explaining that, he looks across the street and who does he see? I don't even know if we know that it's Kleiner Jr. at that point, do we? Uh, yes, he does mention he that, does but I, I want to, I want to talk a, a little bit about Kleiner, uh, running the city and okay. all that stuff, like putting a factory in a city and, uh, you know, deciding that they're sort of in charge of the city because they employ a bunch of people in the city. And, uh, I just want to like point out that this, this show is produced by Amazon, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is. I, I I talk about I talk about this stuff all the time um, in regards to shows that are skewering rich people, um, <laughs> like White Lotus and and Succession. I I liked both of those shows too, by the way, but I'm always a little bit hesitant to be like, oh, they're really sending up these rich people. They're really giving them a what for, because HBO is the person who's putting out Succession and White Lotus, and the people who are deciding to allow it to go on the air are rich people, ex you know, extremely wealthy people who are part of that group. So I'm always a little bit hesitant, but yeah, it is sort of funny for them to to be putting. I mean, it happens so much. It just seems to be zero self-awareness in that type of stuff um but yeah kleiner is he's he's basically the the hot shot he's you know he's he's the mayor he's not the mayor but he is he he controls things you know teal is in his back pocket basically um but kleiner jr is this smug i mean again the casting is so good because you look at this guy's face and you just want to fucking you want to go reacher and gouge his fucking eye out with your thumb he just looks so hateable so he pulls up with his little buddy who i think is his cousin we find out later. I don't think it's mentioned. Um, but he tries to, he, Reacher says to him, hey, you want to dance? Because he said, last, last person who was eyeballing me like that was some girl in this particular country, and she wanted to dance this, this type of dance. So he said, burrito, I think was okay. So he said, are you looking to dance that type of dance with me? And then the other little guy, the cousin says, I'll dance with you, which by the way, shut the fuck up, man. Who, <laughs> who is... Like I, I forgot to mention the first the first scene in the in the show when he pulls up to the diner. Do you remember that where the guy is like abusing his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. And so Reacher, and, and Reacher just stops and stares. Yeah, and he also is abusing his girlfriend because she tipped forty percent. Yes, at at the place. So, I, I I did have that written down that he was like, "You're going to make me broke tipping forty percent." So, it's like, damn. So she's what being an she's being good to a service industry person, and he's abusing her for that. And so we're saying, what a horrible guy. But the bottom line is, Reacher pulls up, and this guy turns around. He's this little pencil neck little nerd kind of guy, and he's like, "You got a problem, buddy?" to reach her and it's just that's so far-fetched nobody would say that to a guy who looks like that you would not turn <laughs> yeah. around and say you want to fucking go um and then the guy just kind of fucking stare in reacher just doesn't say anything he just stares at him and then the guy sort of um gets scared and says it'll never happen again sir i'm sorry sort of setting the stage for you know hey this guy is really intimidating but it just sort of is strange the idea that he would even challenge him in the first place and that's what i found in this scene too the little Me cousin too. guy being like yeah i'll go with you it's like come on on, man you you're not yeah. gonna try to fight this guy that's ridiculous but then reacher really puts him in his place he says no i was actually i wasn't talking to you um he makes fun of him says some sort of derogatory term he says i was talking to the guy with the nice boots and the and the expensive truck that he lets you ride shotgun in really puts the guy in his place um yeah you don't want to be accused of 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 being the rich kids like failure of a cousin or yeah, brother like you know? hanging out the again hanging out the passenger side of your best friend's ride trying to holler at me you know what i'm saying <laughs> you're a scrub you're a fucking scrub and, is what he's saying and again we're in this town reacher's been in this town for you know less than a well for a couple days right yeah. and and what we know so far is that there's a dead guy uh reacher was also in jail yeah and this shit out of what 
four, six people, yeah. I think. It was six people and intimidated six people. And he also, uh, you know, they have a mole in the police department that can say, like, he broke the zip ties with his hands. He's, yeah. he's this big. Also, Kleiner Jr. knows that he makes it sound like he's going to expose Reacher for war crimes, which makes Reacher slightly less uh, likable to me. Yeah. <laughs> Just but it, but again, <laughs> like a little bit. It's, it's not. You haven't got to the part where Reacher explains that situation yet, have you? No. Because Reacher, but... Reacher explains it. And let me tell you, let me tell you something. You're not going to believe this. In the story, Reacher's actually the hero. <laughs> Oh, well, so Reacher, Reacher actually is doing nothing but the right thing. In fact, like to such a degree that it's crazy heroism. And so the, <laughs> the story is like is like complete nonsense. That is a spoiler. But yeah, this is the scene where where he says to him, hey, I heard about this particular situation in Baghdad outside of Baghdad. And you can tell that Reacher's a little bit, you know, put off by him mentioning that. But yes, that is a good point. He's aware of who this man is. They're yeah. aware of this I mean, guy and, and they're and they're talking to him in that way. That cousin guy is like challenging him, being aware that he's this like crazy military police guy who beats up everyone and like has all these like purple hearts and shit. Seems has fucked beat up. up several people that are much stronger than Kleiner Jr. Yeah. And it's just like, listen, I know what you're trying to do here. Kleiner Jr. Isn't necessarily tough that he's weaselly. Yeah. But. You would you would probably if I was writing this, I'd be like Kleiner Jr. Uh, texts Reacher, yeah. which I don't know if Reacher even has a phone. No, he does. But I would he definitely say doesn't. that <laughs> I would just say that you do it further away. Yeah, from from Reacher, he wouldn't get in his face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who would get in Reacher's face? That is a death <laughs> wish to get into Reacher's face, and he 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 doesn't have the smoke to do it. Uh, definitely. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's, let's <clears throat> basically what happens then is they're brought into, uh, uh, the police station. Reacher comes in, finds out there's another body. Um, somebody else has been found dead and they start going over the different things about this person. Reacher realizes, holy fucking shit. The dead body is my fucking brother, you know, Which, uh, another insane thing. That happens. He's given very little information. Very little. On this dead guy. And then he's like, oh, that's got to be my my brother. Yes. And it's like, uh, how did um, you how'd you know that? But Reacher does that a lot. And it is definitely a theme of the series where he's given limited information and he somehow draws a conclusion from that information that doesn't really seem to follow any kind yeah. of rhyme or reason whatsoever. It seems like he makes a lot of leaps in his, he's like, he goes, my, his fingers are swollen. Yeah. Keep in mind, this guy got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. I just assumed the swollen fingers came from, you know, getting his shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And he's like, no, he's allergic to latex. And you're like, I mean, but there are even like a lot of people that are allergic to latex. Yeah, it's, it's a really common allergy. But Reacher knows right in that moment that this is his brother, sure enough. And he checks his wrist and he sees there's a burn on there. And um, that's where he pushed him up against when they were wrestling up against the stove. And so he knows this is my brother. And he, he rushes out of the... Um, station very very angry and upset um, and he gets into a confrontation with Finley and this is where he says the meanest thing where Finley says something and he says man you know no wonder your wife left you he says that to Finley which is you know at that point I was like come on Reacher that's a low blow you yeah. know you don't need You're to hit him that. with that um, but basically he now uh, realizes, hey, he's he's at the center of this. He realizes, hey, I can't leave now. There's a reason my brother wanted me to come here. Uh, there's a reason he told me about Blind Blake being in this town. There's a reason he tried to bring me here. Which, by the way, why didn't his brother just tell him? Yeah. Why did he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also, like, what did his brother, like, get him on the phone that he doesn't have and say, like, I know this probably comes up later, but say like, hey, have you ever heard of Blind Blake? Yeah, I think it was in person that they mentioned it. I think I think they maybe covered just... it, but I don't know that they even do. And it really does seem odd that his brother wouldn't have just said, hey, here's the situation. I need you to go to this town because of this reason. You know, because you'd feel like he would trust his brother. But anyways, regardless, um, uh, basically Finley asks him, 
you know, what are you going to do? Um, and that's when he, he drops the iconic line, setting the stage for the whole series, uh, looking directly into the camera, sitting in the backseat of the car, close in on his face. And he says, I guess I'll find everyone responsible and I'll kill every last one of them. I mean, that, that's cool, though. And that, that just, is fucking cool to say you're going to kill a bunch of people yep. to the police. And yeah, to the police. Definitely. And and it basically lets us know, hey. This is this is what the series is going to be. He is going to track down and find all of these people who are responsible and kill them. And that gets a guy like me very, very excited. Um, holy crap. We've gone for a freaking hour. Which That's we're, us. We're trying to do these podcasts about 30 minutes or so, but there's too much to say about this show. Um, but why don't we um, why don't we now go into our uh, Golden Gun Award for Best Scene? Okay, so I I think, you know, people would expect me to pick a scene where Jack Reacher fights or mm -hmm. Reacher. He doesn't he likes to be called Reacher. Yes. Uh but I have to go with uh Roscoe and Finley in in the conference room having Roscoe read Reacher's <laughs> records to finley yeah. that would be my favorite scene yeah that's one of the i and i mentioned it it is a theme and it, it is i do love it where people just recount amazing things <laughs> that reacher did and like situations where reacher was the best and where yeah i love that that is a great scene uh, i am gonna go with the more obvious i'm gonna go with the uh the scene in the i i know that we said that the the um washroom uh, epic uh, a fight scene was the one that really got us but even before that the prison cell fight scene you know where he takes the guy's glasses from him um that was just like classic a guy's getting bullied and these guys think they're really tough and that they're gonna bully somebody and take advantage of him and reacher steps in um and it's the first time that he ever really fucks anyone up uh also in the show so it was the first first fuck up scene so i'm gonna give that uh the golden gun for best scene uh is the prison also, cell fight scene he also calls a guy fatso yes. in that scene and which the guy's I not really even really like. fat the guy's not even really <laughs> fat either the guy is like like if i if i had that guy's body build i'd be happy with myself he looks really solid you know like a football player yeah. kind of build like a linebacker kind of so i mean i guess to reacher because reacher's got like zero percent body fat so like anyone who does isn't just totally fucking chiseled is is fat but you're saying you didn't like that you didn't like him being fat phobic no, I loved it. I love okay, the good. word fatso. <laughs> it, it really got me good. Like, yeah. that is just something you don't hear a lot of people called these days. No, and he said it twice. Yes, oh, no, no, he, he said did. fatso, and then he said, we'll take your fat ass out in a bucket, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. It's just such a kid thing. It's like a 1970s thing yeah. to call somebody, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, like a 12-year-old would say it in 1978 or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, next up, Golden Fist Award for Best Line. Oh, okay. I have my best line. Um, you talked about when... Uh, what? So you talked about when they're fighting. Mm -hmm. Finley, and, and Finley and Reacher are having a war of words, and Reacher says, you know, no wonder Sharon left you to uh, Finley. Yeah. And um, Roscoe's just trying to get a fucking hold of the situation. Yeah. And she gets she gets right in Reacher's face to get him to back off. And she says, I know people and you have kind eyes, <laughs> which I think is really good. <laughs> yeah, that is a really, really, really good line. I thought about that one. That was definitely in the running for me, for sure, because it's really one of those things where it's just sort of directly just throwing it in your face. Like, no, you're supposed to like this guy. He's meant to be good. He's meant to be good because he's just said a really bad, nasty line too. So then it's like a reminder, like you have kind eyes. Like, you know, I know you beat up and kill people all the time, but you're actually good. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I know people and you have kind eyes. You, this, you, the gigantic muscle man who's fucking beating the shit out of everyone. You have kind <laughs> eyes. You're from the yeah. military. You spent your whole life in the military. You know how military guys always have the kindest eyes, you know, because they have seen such kind things in their life that they just have such kind <laughs> eyes. My favorite line is early on. Um, it is in the interrogation with Finley and 
uh, Reacher, and I think it's one of his first sort of classic lines like that. Um, and it is when he, he says, I don't need a lawyer. And he says, why? And he says, because I didn't kill anyone, at least not recently. <laughs> <laughs> that is very cool, too. But he did. He, he That is like kind of a mistake to say, like, I don't need a lawyer, because even people yeah. who haven't killed somebody that the police are trying to jam up could use a lawyer even arguably even more so yes you know you'd <laughs> want to get exonerated but yeah it still was a very cool line um but yeah you're right it definitely does not make any sense um okay and our final award our final award uh is the golden muscle award for the episode mvp who's the mvp of the episode for you brian okay i have to say it it is definitely Roscoe in this one because she does so much work mm -hmm. at making Reacher seem like the best dude in the world. Like Reacher on his own minus Roscoe yeah. is probably not as likable without the help of Roscoe. So I, I'm giving it to Roscoe Conklin. Roscoe Conklin, and I'm going to go with Reacher. So for me, <laughs> the MVP of the episode was Reacher. He had a lot of big time shit kickings. He had a fucking lot of classic lines. He was fucking basically going beast mode the entire episode. He was showing everyone you can't fuck with them. And then at the end of the episode, he told a couple cops that he was going to kill every single person involved in their small town. I'm going to have to go with Reacher on this one. Um, well, folks, uh, that is episode one, the official first episode of the Reacher Roundtable podcast. If you're listening to this, uh, you can watch it on the Patreon for either either Street Fight Radio or the Not Even a Show. Uh, you can head over to either of those and you get the video content. You get to see us. We're looking really good. We look great. Uh, we show the clips as well. Um, so, yeah, if you're already a patron, go over there. Uh, if not, you know, sign up if you want to. Uh, otherwise, uh, Brian, we'll be back next week for episode two of Re so excited. I'm really excited too, and thank you for doing this. And we're we're gonna try to keep them under an hour, but it is really hard because there's really a lot of stuff to say. It's an hour show, so yeah, it's an hour show. You're right; it should be an hour podcast. All right, see ya, bye. Listen up and watch if you're able to a podcast called the Reach Around Table. Sounds like a sex move, but I swear it's not. I wrote it down, never heard it out loud. We got Brian Reacher. And his friend Chris Reacher. It's a reach around table. Reacher, 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 reacher round table. Ah.